0: I'm here with uh, Samson Wong, uh, who is going to talk about uh, Vietnamese art, refugee art in Hong Kong. Welcome. Hi. Um,
1: actually, there is an organization called Garden Streams. We started a program called Art in the Camps around '89 to uh, 9, 90, 1990, and it lasted until about... Throughout that time they held different kinds of programs and through these programs a lot of artworks, handicrafts and were generated. So these has been kept in a storage uh, just waiting to be discovered for around fifteen years until we got a chance to exhibit them in two thousand and seven. Uh and when did you get involved? I got involved. I knew about this collection around 2001. And the the chairperson of Garden Streams she told us about this experience, but it was very distant for us because we were kids uh, during 19 the, the early 90s. So when finally she met uh, Professor Sophia Law at Lingnan University and there was this opportunity to exhibit the works, then she really sat us down to tell us about what happened and, and what's the significance of it. Were you an uh, uh, undergrad then or by that, by that time? 2001 I was undergrad. Oh. and I Lingnan? Uh, no, uh, in, actually in Toronto I oh, came right. back oh. I came back to do a work term in Hong Kong uh, oh, for a oh. year. Okay. Yes. And we we know about this and then I graduated and came back for good in 2005. And and then this opportunity came up and she told me to come up to the studio and said oh so we might get a chance to Exhibit the work and even have a an, an institute that will keep it in good condition for us for a while. Oh wow! That was in around '06.
0: So she was already a professor at now uh, uh, Sophia. Sophia, yes. Yeah, Sophia was.
1: Yes. Okay, and uh, w- when did
0: the exhibit happen then?
1: Uh. The exhibition was at uh, 2007. Oh, April or May, I think.
0: And. Uh, why why did uh, why did it
1: end up at Lingnan? Okay, um, at around the same time, Evelina, she the, the chairperson, she she got a chance to contact the IISH Internation, International Institution for Social History in Netherlands, and. for 10 years and it was going to leave soon and when Sophia knew about it she said oh we better take this opportunity to exhibit first and to to do some research on it first before it's uh, shipped over to the Netherlands
0: why why did she pick uh, that Institute
1: Well we, we've we got in touch earlier with uh library in Hong Kong or art museum in Hong Kong but uh, due to their different policies they wanted they, they said oh it's not part of our mandate right now. So no one no one no one organization wanted to keep it yet. And so she started to look abroad and found out this agent in Netherlands, and it seemed that they, they they fit very well. And she contacted them, and they replied very positively.
0: Okay, so about, uh, um, the, uh, artwork uh, English right? oh sorry we <laughs> we're talking about the, the uh, artwork going to uh, Amsterdam. Um, why did? Um, why do you think the decision was to send it there?
1: We were still looking for a good home in Hong Kong, and before we can find that, we rather keep it. Well kept safe, uh, free from humidity, oh. until an institution in Hong Kong really can give us a promise to to keep it well
0: and uh, at, at this point, what was uh, where was the artwork?
1: It was in the shelves of Evelina's studio
0: Oh and that was in a like a warehouse building Yes,
1: warehouse building, yeah, yeah. Uh, ticking in. A bit of humidity, a bit of mould. In what uh, district was that? Huangzhuang. Oh yes, yeah, so south, same, south.
0: Yeah. Same as the
1: spring next to okay. the spring workshop.
0: Oh, near there. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's
1: next to the building actually. Oh, I see.
0: Oh, wow. So, uh, in the end, uh, how how come they agree to take it uh, temporarily? Well, I, to me, that's surprising because usually. If an institution wants to expend that much or reach that many resources on something, they want to be able to keep it why would why do you think they or, or did you did they did they insist or did you insist that it be only temporary or uh, did she
1: no um the representative i forgot his name well the representative uh sent us, sent us a copy of the, their usual contract and it already states that they will keep it in good condition for 10 years only oh. and they will handle the shipment and they they tell us the the basic condition of the storage with it, which is uh, controlled humidity and so Not on sure, yeah. and if for any reason we we want it back within these 10 years uh, we can uh, after they process it, um, but I, I'm back then. I'm I'm not sure what do they mean by process it. Uh, right now, I can I I see that if I search it in their archive, it's there's a catalog entry. Yeah, there's an entry. So, to me, I think I I really appreciate them. They they said they know the value of it being in the original country. Um, the representative told me that they understand that because a lot of the, uh, uh, very often is there's still political or social uncertainty, so that these things can easily be destroyed. Oh, they uh, will. They they want to keep it safe for a while until the con- original country is is ready to <laughs> take it back. <laughs>
0: So did you explore what kind of archive it was or what they collect? Uh
1: or did the they, other people well we we looked at their website they have they have artifacts and documents and posters from many different uh social movements, uh not just social movements but uh some uh, some refugee situations or political situations as well. So um
0: you didn't consider them a left archive or right archive or what? Uh, did you uh, did oh, politics no. come into a No, play? not no. really. Okay. Yeah. Because they have a lot of uh left-wing stuff obviously. Yeah. In Europe. So that didn't it you didn't think that was a a mismatch with this collection because the uh, the collection seems to be a lot of anti-communist material.
1: Oh, we didn't consider that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Uh, well we saw that they also have a lot of other Southeast Asian oh uh, co- uh, collections too oh, I didn't so know. that um, they don't seem to be restricted to a certain political stance oh okay so we we felt comfortable with that
0: oh, okay okay yeah. so then the then the plans were go, going ahead to put it in an exhibit so um, where did What were the exhibit venues you considered before, uh, at first? (coughs) I mean,
1: well, um, Evelina wanted to. Well, I was really sort of an understudy during that time, so a lot of it was her decision. First, it was in Central Library, in Causeway Bay, and. The significance is that it is very accessible yes, yeah. uh it's not even an art art gallery, so anyone can go in and that was our first consideration to to let people know about it but then um after after a verbal agreement that we can exhibit there after after that for a couple of months, we received a call and they said. Uh, they they did not give a, an explicit reason. They said uh, they apologized that it won't work out mm. uh, due to scheduling conflicts and so on. And because we there uh, because there was past uh, partnership with them as well, so we we did not want to put them into a difficult situation. But we were suspecting that it. It is po- possibly political sensitivity that okay. caused them to say no. Why would it be politically sensitive? Um, you well, th- you think? I mean, okay. would you think?
0: I mean, what, speculate, I guess.
1: Okay. At the same time, we we want we invited some Vietnamese artists to to come and put their work or show their video as well, and. One Vietnamese artist was uh, very welcoming, uh, sent us their video, but another artist sent an uh, email with us for a while uh, telling us that, um, wanted to know who we were oh, yeah. because uh, they uh, he he was concerned that the topic would be very sensitive that because he's based in Vietnam oh, okay. and he, he was very careful about what he his own artwork as well Achoo. to to catch attention by the authorities yeah. or not yeah and interestingly enough uh, throughout these few weeks of uh, email correspondence we we also got an email from the Vietnamese consulate uh, wanting to a uh, a friendly, wanting to have a friendly chat regarding this exhibition and see what support they can give us.
0: Oh, they offered support at first.
1: Uh that's the that's what they said in the email.
0: Oh, but you didn't reach out to them. None of you. Uh
1: I think Evelina
0: did. Oh, maybe. Oh, so that's how they knew about it. Yeah, oh, we
1: we we approached them very, in a very friendly way. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So. Uh, and then what happened okay so we, we 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 went to this friendly chat and the consulate uh, or one of the representative uh, what instead wanted us to showcase other artists who would better represent uh, the, the overall art scene of Vietnam Oh, I see. and feel that our collection may be not as representative so uh, we, we, we ended the conversation in good terms, but we were clear that they, they, did, they did not want us to exhibit this collection. Oh, I see. Yes, so...
0: They looked at some of the stuff? Uh,
1: no, but we were clear that these were artwork by Vietnamese refugees. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so this was happening within the f- several weeks. So we were suspecting that uh, the central library venue was cancelled due oh, to yeah. similar reason, and because the central library did not did not give us an alternative date.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. because they
0: said scheduling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So what? Uh, so eventually, you, uh, you, uh, she the
1: venue that was picked was uh, Lingnan, you know, Lingnan University's gallery. Um, actually i we think that of course as it's not very accessible oh, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, but yep. the venue was very good it, w- it was very big so we had we were able to show a lot of the work and in different categories and you, you didn't show stuff from vietnam
0: but you showed i mean stuff in the camps from the camps yes all, all and the stuff yeah. actually
1: we created uh we invited some young people who were in the camps in Hong Kong, who stayed in Hong Kong, and they created a couple of oh. new works. Oh wow! With one of their art teachers who entered the camp to teach them. I see. Yes.
0: And so, uh, how long did that exhibit last?
1: Two more than two weeks. Two and a half weeks around.
0: Oh, oh okay. Yes. And then. Um, then you were getting ready to ship the stuff, huh? Yes. Was like that afterwards? Yes. Uh, uh, how many items
1: were shipped? The individual paintings I, I cataloged during the my research was around 800-something. Wow. That includes um, uh, works by professional art artists or those with very good skills and to children artworks from the children art classes Classes. Yes, and individual handicraft items and they also got
0: uh, I understand the Institute in uh, Amsterdam also got the video tapes and audio tapes uh, yes uh, how many how many items of uh, vaguely mm. how many? around how
1: many? 5 to 10 items oh. and we had to get a friend in an organi- in another organization who had who, who had the equipment to clean up the, the 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 wheel because it was mold there was mold already
0: oh okay
1: these are analog
0: tapes yes okay yeah, yeah real-to-real yes
1: were they video also or uh, video. Uh, video? There, there were some dance and Christmas celebration that were held inside the camp. Oh wow! And that dancers, uh, musicians. Mm. So for for those programs, Garden Streams set up and and brought in some instruments for them to use. But uh, they didn't they didn't do music class. They did vi- painting classes. I see, I see. Yes. I
0: see. So yes. um, I remember going to the the the, the warehouse or whatever the mm. art space mm. to look at some of the. You took me there yes. one time. And what year was that? <laughs> that was
1: remember. after the exhibition and before the shipment. So, '08 or something like that. And
0: I think it was right about O8, to be O9. shipped because yeah. you had already somewhere already packed. And, yes. And so I remember looking at some stuff. Yeah. But uh, 0, 08 or 09. Okay. Yes. And uh, we so
1: because after the Lingnan University exhibition, we did a small one at uh, Education University oh, too. At the time, Institute, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um,
0: so the the plan was to give it to them for temporary custody. Yes. And uh, so um, do you think? Uh, so has do you know if anybody has used the collection since
1: then? Um, I know if it's from Hong Kong, there's there was an MA student or MPhil student in the Fine Arts department oh, who visited he? it, um, but uh, I'm not sure if he he has written a paper on it or is it a personal uh, assignment?
0: Did he? So uh, did you know what the condition of the D- did you know anything about the condition of the art there? After uh, they got it, did they process it or did they do anything?
1: Well, in it's in the uh, it's an entry in the catalog, but otherwise I I, don't, I know. don't know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, other than those 800 or so individual artworks, there's actually a a three or four boxes of documents too, and those catalog uh, a lot of the meetings in oh. preparation. Of the uh, curriculum, or, oh, or how, how how much the handicraft sale has earned them, oh, I see. and some of the magazine, the Freedom magazine or Doodle magazine,
0: Doodle, yeah. I see. Yes. Do you have photographs also, with the auto prints or negatives? Uh,
1: some negatives, uh, slides, oh, slides. Yeah. Those are slides as well. And some, yeah, film negatives. Yeah. How, many,
0: how many, how many boxes uh, do you know?
1: Uh, mm, not sure. Because, uh, yeah. not how
0: sure. About how do you compare the the uh, that collection with what is at U C Irvine? You visited U C Irvine. You s- you cataloged mm. the artwork at U C Irvine, mm. and yeah, uh, how do you compare the two collection? Which is bigger? Which mm. what is in terms of
1: the content? Mm. Uh, Number-wise, I think the the Garden Stream collection has more, mm. uh, about eight hundred hundred something, and
0: Urban has what 400, 500?
1: Yeah, I think so. Oh, yes. And so one of our our hypothesis was that the artworks, the Garden Stream collections, are more about artistic expression to uh, not... I mean... Is that okay? Okay, one of uh, uh, Dr. Sophia Law's hypothesis was that these artworks were painted for more for self-expression because um, they were bored, they were uh, really stressful, and they wanted to, they they needed an outlet to Mm. paint and therefore the Garden Stream collection had more, some more expressive artwork I think, Mm. Um, whereas the UCI collection, they have more polished artworks that were clearly explaining or depicting their daily lives and From the documents I I saw in UCI, is that there were some auction held in LA to sell these artworks so that these money can be sent back to help the refugees.
0: So that's why they look look more presentable.
1: Yes, yes. And I saw a lot of the draft, uh, very similar paintings in the Garden Stream collection. Uh, it seems to be drafts or uh, of the final pieces that were sent overseas so uh, my my hypothesis at this point is that the the vietnamese painted all kinds of painting in the camps and some of them were very good and they they used these connections with the with the people in orange county to send these out Mm. probably smuggled out um, to to sell them either some were sold in hong kong but a lot of what was sent overseas to be sold so that's why the collection the garden stream collection had a range of uh, very descriptive uh... even Propaganda-like or very personal, uh, more expressive artworks, and and actually a lot by children as well. Oh yeah, yes.
0: How young were the? What was the age range of the children that were in those classes?
1: Well, from the from the curriculum I saw is from uh, grade one to grade grade six. Oh, oh, yes, oh. and but I suspect that these classes there were there were not individual classes because the the number yes. of children fluctuate, so sure, yeah. the, the similar age will be grouped together.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but back to the idea of uh, sending it abroad, was it because for safekeeping, or what was the, the overall reason for mm. sending it? Was it politics? Was it uh, just mm. archival s- safekeeping? What was the reason? Uh, yeah. Oh, it,
1: it's connected. Um, we eventually we wanted people's attention at the history oh. and the people and at that time around 05, 06, 07, there wasn't a lot of scholarly attention yet and mm-hmm. uh, nor nor the media attention so throwing it out to the public um wouldn't be a, an effective time at that time oh i see uh, actually, s- between f- for for the past five or six years, there has been more attention in Hong Kong about local identity yeah. or different local narratives, mm. and the Vietnamese experience has been one of them. Mm. So it's actually a good time. So to to bring it back now, or so you would like soon. to see it back in
0: Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. the. Uh I remember going to a workshop with you uh, at City University, was Mm. it in 2009 or 2010, and you gave a paper on, Mm. I think you, didn't you give a paper on the press coverage, uh, media coverage of the Vietnamese uh, refugees, and did the Hong Kong attitude change Mm. over time, or was it always negative, or was it always was positive at the beginning or what how how would you characterize it
1: well before the closed camp policy Mm. before 82 or 81 82 before that it was more wide ranging Mm. Uh, there are good ones the the better ones are about um, uh, these uh, Vietnamese also celebrating Lunar New Year or do Mid Autumn Festival, um, because essentially there were many Chinese, ethnic Chinese, among the the boat people, and so so during uh, between seventy five to seventy nine, you get uh, you get coverage of these better coverage and but still also of people getting drunk, getting arrested, because. Even though it was an open camp policy, there, it was, you're, they're still a refugee, there's still yeah. the tension and uncertainty or people, there are of course still opportunistic people.
0: What, what do you mean by open What how, would, how did the government define
1: open camp? Um, okay. They can go get a job. They, they can go out to, to work in fabric factory, or work in restaurant and so on and come back to s- uh, and they, they live in the camps and they work, they can work outside So were they, they issued can to some school. kind
0: of ID at that time? Because yesterday mm. I went to, uh, mm. happened to go to this workshop, spring workshop mm. and some of the people said that at one point there was a liberalization program mm. so called and some people got IDs mm. So I don't know if that was 80 or something
1: so trying, I forget what, yeah. uh, if it's if it's a temporary ID so that they can work outside yes definitely before 81 so they can identify themselves right? oh, I see because in Hong Kong you you always need a Hong Kong ID Yeah, some yeah, kind of yeah. ID. yeah
0: the irony is uh, the discussion yesterday was that if generally if you get even if you get refugee status you don't get an ID Mm, mm. Uh, so it's kind of there in a that limbo. Currently, way. right? Yeah, currently. But even then, yeah, yeah. except for that period where they gave mm. it out. So maybe it was the period of the open camps. Mm. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And, and eventually, the, the, the press, part of the press was about, n- not very frequently, but about jobs. If if refugees are allowed to take local jobs, then it affects local people, right? Oh, I see. So that's one of the consideration of not them not being allowed to get local jobs.
0: So, when it became a closed camp, Hmm. did the were there open camps still? There were right. Uh, There were some camps that were still open. Yes. but they were were there more uh, newer people got into the closed
1: camps, I suppose.
0: Yes, oh, yes. Okay.
1: Um, I don't remember the exact policy, but if you come, if you arrive after a certain state, uh, date, around '81, '82, then you you were in the closed camps.
0: Then, if uh, do you remember, in terms of um, ethnicity, mm. you said that many were ethnic Chinese. Mm. What uh, what did they speak? Um, I mean, you went there, but how did okay. you from your, your from work?
1: from uh, my interviews with people? Yeah. It, it's a lot is Cantonese, more than more than Mandarin, because. Uh, how about uh, uh, s- other? Da- did they speak Chiu-Zhao or some other other Chinese language? Um, uh, not that I know of. Okay. I I would guess so because a, yeah. a lot of. S- Chinese in Southeast Asia, they speak Teochew or Hakka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, and uh,
0: did they did they speak? Do you know they spoke Vietnamese too, or did they hmm. only speak
1: Cantonese? Um, Some of the kids, I mean, they, or whatever. Well, they tell me they they speak both. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, and their their Cantonese. Uh, not, not just the ones in, I have in contact, but also in, on TV shows, they say that as soon as they, they speak Cantonese, people realize that they are not local because there is a little bit of accent. So back in the late 90s or early 2000s when there were less mainlanders in Hong Kong, uh, people asked them where they're from. But now, right now, if you hear a person Cantonese with da, uh, some some accent, you quickly guess that they're from mainland. But back then, uh, late late nineties, this wasn't so obvious. So they ask them where they're from, and they, they have to they either lie about it, which doesn't make them feel good, and but if they tell them I'm from Vietnam, then yeah, they get some treatment. They they. Some discrimination too. Wow.
0: wow. Yeah. So, did they, uh, in terms of the ethnic Chinese in the camps, did they eventually all get absorbed into this into Hong Kong society, or were no. they also resettled, um, or, try, or, the, or or even repatriated?
1: Uh, I don't know the um, percentage, but uh, yeah, some resettled, some repatriated. Uh, for the, there is a number that. The numbers that were uh, absorbed into Hong Kong. Do I they have to
0: have relatives here, or
1: if you have relatives here, it's a much higher chance that you I get see. absorbed. Okay. Yes, but uh, that's legally absorbed. I mean, they, they they get an ID and so on. But culturally, it's they there's discomfort, certainly.
0: Because of the difference in culture, uh,
1: yeah. Because people can hear that they are not local.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what do you, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, this whole idea of uh, um, recovering what happened? Do you feel that in Hong Kong, this this historical memory of the refugee experience is has been ignored or has it been distorted or, or what how would you characterize it
1: first it was more ignored um, okay so for for these past five or six years there's um people looking back and looking for these narratives so that's a a, a good direction i think uh rediscovering them and before that, it was all quiet because the the issue of the issue was over. All everyone was either repatriated or or absorbed. Then there's no more coverage.
0: And and how uh, I think back to the my question earlier about um, wh- about the press coverage. Mm. Did why did it turn negative? I guess you were tr- mm. implying that it turned um. negative when the, there were closed camps.
1: Yes. Oh. Um, I think, because of the protests or uh, uh, the protests within the camps, yes, protests definitely, and the bigger protests started in eighty nine nineteen ninety one when the repatriation policy mm. was declared, so that was th- the, the, the those were the big protests. The earlier protests were were only demonstrations asking. The Western, the whole world, to please speed up uh, the 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 screening process. But after it was declared that everyone after 18, uh, 1989, nineteen eighty nine, they're no longer automatically refugee. Were there
0: um, were there um, separation or segregation between the uh, north and the south? People within who came from North Vietnam versus people from the south do you you know uh,
1: I remember something like that Um, from your interviews or from just the press coverage uh, no from from the documents I I remember Sophia and I discussing was it better to integrate integrate them or separate them I uh, they put in separate uh, areas of the camp do you remember the people who Um, were from Hanoi or north I don't remember. I, I remember it was there was some intentional separation or integration, but I forgot which one it was. Oh, uh, but you you can imagine that it's a big problem. Did the
0: yeah? Did uh, you don't remember from your interviews people no, talk about no, that? No, yeah. no, yeah. So were you
1: mostly interviewing people that were ethnic Chinese or
0: or other other
1: groups? Yeah, more the the people i was connected to were more ethnic chinese and they did they stay these were the people that remained in hong kong then. yes
0: oh okay okay yeah Oh, okay okay yeah because uh, mm. uh my idea of my feeling of identity is that in the when they go abroad their primary identity is as vietnamese mm-hmm. so even if they're ethnic chinese it's not uh, announced. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I mean, it may be salient depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. But in terms of official narratives, mm-hmm. they, I mean, from what I've known from the State Department documents that I've looked at, the, um, the State Department knew all along that people were Chinese. It, yeah. They know. I mean, if their ethnicity was Chinese. Because yeah. they had a computer code for Chinese when they processed them. Hmm. So uh, somebody decided to put that in, hmm. and so back in the very beginning hmm. of the processing after the Vietnam War ended, and so um, uh, so they knew, uh, U.S. knew, but the but it makes sense for me that when they got to America, they would say they're Vietnamese because if they say they're Chinese, then why would the U.S. accept them? Yeah. Right, so I mean, it's a survival thing, right? I mean, even if if they identify as both or as one or the other, Mm. yeah. So to me, it it makes perfect sense. Mm. Uh, But I I looked at the um, uh, I was looking at uh, Camp Pendleton, where the one of the earliest uh, camps that they were resettled in in the U.S. and that's near Orange County, south of Orange County, Mm. and. In the coverage of Orange of uh, Camp Pendleton, the local newspaper, Los Angeles Times, had only one article where they mentioned they were ethnic Chinese and the, among the refugees.
1: Mm.
0: One refu- one article from April to November or December. Mm. Yeah. So uh, when when they when the camp closed, uh,
1: mm. it only
0: lasted a few months. The camps, that mm. camp, and uh, so it wasn't very. Uh, salient to the public. But if you look at the research reports, they say the majority of uh, both people were ethnic Chinese hmm. that left Vietnam. Hmm. So there's a kind of discordance there. Hmm. And uh, so that's why there are few researchers uh, beginning to, to, track, to track where, where that, uh, the identities of the people that ended up in US even. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it would make sense that the ones in Hong Kong are more Chinese-oriented mm-hmm. because they are more likely to have been you know, allowed to stay here, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So in terms of, have you followed up with
1: any interviews currently or no? No, because even during the course of my research, I I felt that I'm. I I wasn't able to... during the course of my research I I didn't put enough time to connect with them and I felt I I felt some reluctant reluctant to talk to me instead a a fellow uh, radio host who was who who was a Vietnamese? I found that she was a much better interviewer. So I did not want to force, oh. fully, as be be try to pry on their past experience too much. And huh? therefore, for for my part of the research, I did not end up interviewing too many people. How many did you interview? You think if you remember? Uh, seven or eight okay so I uh, these were the those who who I know better yeah but other people we sometimes we met in in a group and I talked to them a little bit and if I feel some reluctance then I would not pursue it Were they what age ranges were they uh, of the people that you did interview uh, during that time they were mid-twenties oh I see oh okay so they were they kids in the camps then they were yes and they were kids the, or teenagers um, or? teenagers
0: okay oh okay yes. okay oh okay do you know overall the interest of statistics mm. do you know the breakdown how many were teenagers or children versus how many mm. were adults in the camps no you not know not yeah, off I mean, by heart <laughs> I, yeah i don't think i've i've seen that those numbers yet yeah uh, i'm sure they're somewhere yeah uh,
1: yeah. Um, have you Have you uh, read uh, Sophia's book? Yes. I mean, I've they, skimmed through it. Okay. Yeah. But I I actually dug up more statistic than she needed. Oh yeah. So um, sometimes I think about going back to that research as well, uh, because there, there's the dimension of artistic participation mm. uh, that really interests me. And what does it feel to be doing art when you're a refugee or is it helpful or is it just a pastime or is it really healing? Mm. Uh, Sophia's book addressed the healing part right, right. Um, from trauma and stuff. Yes and I'm more interested in how, how does it bring people together mm. you know uh, what kind of socialization does it mm. uh, um, uh, bring about, or you know, making music together. Yeah. You know, some probably a lot not in the Garden Stream program because they don't need us to sing together, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested in how how art brings people together. I and, see, I see. And I, I found some information on that, uh, so it would be interesting to, to go back to, to to look at that. Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, you did catalog the artwork from. Garden Stream, as well as at, at UC Irvine, when you went for the visit there. Did, did you do anything with that uh, list, uh, uh, Excel chart, or whatever you call it?
1: Well, um, yes. The UC Irvine one, I, I looked only briefly, but there were common names among the two, two collections. So for the Garden Stream collection, I checked that's out
0: that's more complete
1: yes because I have much more time with it I, I looked you, for did you look
0: at every painting in Irvine yes. too
1: oh uh, I I looked at them briefly but did you
0: you didn't catalog every item uh, not not as carefully
1: of, oh yeah yeah okay Yeah. you're trying to match yes okay. because for the Hong Kong collection the, the Garden Stream collection I looked up uh, who which artists had the most what was most prolific mm. and there were about 30 something of them who created m- More than two or three artworks. So those one those names I took to the UC Irvine collection and there were some matches and So that there is something that can be explored there, but since uh Sophia was her her main focus was not on from tra- that perspective. Yeah, was on trauma? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was not followed up, and and these Excel charts. Uh, what else did I do? I also looked at um, were there painting groups? Yes. There there were there was a group called the painting group number one okay and there were these several artists there were these several artists who were all part of this painting groups and yeah so so I would be interested to look and say oh Oh, so these people gather together maybe uh, frequently or at least once a week to paint together